I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, fine, I'll admit it. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. There you go, I've said it, all right? And I'm spending my fucking birthday entertaining you bunch of dicks. So... This next 40 minutes better be entertaining because otherwise, um, I'll tell you what, Debbie, play the theme tune and I'll think of something threatening. Hello and welcome back to yet another podcast fighting for your increasingly diminishing attention span in this collated, themed and half-assed mass of self-produced glorification recorded on Amazon microphones by the sort of people that use the New York filter on their endless Instagram fucking real posts whilst sipping fair trade coffee that they bought from a supermarket that probably has some like dubious... Workers' rights. Anyway, that's where I'm at today. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> listen, nobody asked. Just sit the fuck down and listen to this. Do you know what I mean? For some fucking reason, you're back again for yet more 40 minutes of your life that you've chosen to listen to other people's bullshit instead of address your own. <laughs> As ever, I'm the incomparable, glamorous, some might say, intriguing insert other words here, optimistic, Scotty, uh, <laughs> your voice of reason, and together with my mates Debbie, Tim, Meyer and Kat, we attempt to make your drivel sound compelling. <laughs> well, at least to make it myself laugh. If you don't know how this works yet, why are you fucking here? I don't know, don't ask me. Yes, it's my birthday, which is quite exciting because I've managed to get out of not being handed a present or having a group of people sing happy birthday to me. Oh my God, could you imagine anything worse? Now, I'm trying to work out whether this is the Irish, the Catholic, or the common in me, or maybe it's a triple pointer. I fucking hate being handed a present. The absolute pressure that I have to perform some sense of, like, gratitude. 
But what I mean by that is like, because I don't know if anyone else is brought up in this house. I don't open my presents in front of people that give me them. It's just a thing that my family just don't do. You, you like take the present in the card and you say, thank you so much. And then you open it at home. And I think my friends think it's like the rudest thing ever, but I think opening your presents in front of people is really rude. So that's just who I am. Also, having a bunch of people sing happy birthday. Uh, oh no, thank you. Anyway, I was wondering if any of you knobheads are like me, or if you just think I'm completely ludicrous that I try to navigate birthdays by not having them, um, just because of the social convention of like, <laughs> so do you have a weird relationship with gift giving, gift accepting, uh, birthdays, etc.? If you do, I'd love you to pick up the blower and have a chat with me. The number is coming up very shortly. Um, some housekeeping before we get going. If you do hear a fire alarm, then fucking panic and run. Okay. Lovely. As ever, I've got no idea what's about to happen. So Debbie, um, who's first in the door this week? Hi, Scotty. Hi, producer Deb and Maya and Tim. Glad you're back. Sorry I've not been in touch for a while, but my dad's been really poorly, really poorly. And it's sort of put a bit of a shadow on everything. But also it's sort of put the whole baldy thing in perspective, I suppose. I think the last time I spoke to you, I was talking about dyeing this. I've got this little blob of hair in the middle of a big bald patch. You know, I've got regrowth. Whether I'll get to be around people and uh, yeah, be dancing and lots of smiley faces. But I sort of ha- felt this important thing to to come out as a baldy first in my sort of first uh, party. But I took two weeks with me knowing that people were going to get pretty trashed <laughs> as the evening went on. And I thought if I, if I go out, come out bald and then take two weeks, I've got two weeks. And I thought if I wear one wig and then sort of swap it over secretly halfway through the gig and just see if um, if anybody notices. Nobody did, obviously. But um, my mate, Gail, I had this green wig on first and um, and she said, oh, oh, I'd love to have a go on your wig. Can I have a go on your wig? And I was like, right, well, when I change over wigs, you can have this one. So we did that, changed over the wigs. She took that one. But I've got a tiny little head, you know, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a right pin head. And um, yeah, she was really struggling with this wig. I think I think she did. I think it was really uncomfortable. And um but, the, you know, the weather had been lovely at this party and there was a point where we sort of came out and suddenly the, it all turned and the skies opened and there was this torrential downpour. It didn't last very long. I looked around, I saw my mate and said, where's where's my wig? She pointed outside and said, oh, I, oh it's over there. And she'd put it on a kitsch statue. But yeah, so that was quite liberating going to that party and doing the whole wig thing and the whole bald thing and, and it being all all right. And then... Only a couple of weeks later, it was end of the road festival. So I got my boyfriend to dye um, leopard print pattern on the head. So I went to the festival with the leopard print head. I just loved it. I, I was like, I was so proud of my head. <laughs> and then a friend of mine brought some tattoo pens so we could sort of tattoo each other while we were there. And um, yeah, I asked a mate of mine if she'd do me a head tap on my bald bit. Um, yeah, and I did send you a photo on Instagram with my um, with my head tat and my my hair. But anyway, I did, and I at one point I spoke to you. I left a message and said that I was going to get my photo taken at work. That happened, and it was a friend of mine that was doing the photos, and I just thought I'm 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 going to do it as a baldy. I don't know. It just felt important to feel authentic. Yeah, so I've, I haven't seen the photos yet, <laughs> but. Um, Fingers crossed, I look all right in them. But yeah, I'm glad you're back on on air, and uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'm sure I will leave another one at some point soon. All right, take care, my love. Cheers, bye. 
Oh, lovely. Alopecia sounds back. Sorry to hear about your poorly dad. Yeah, these things do take precedence, so don't worry. Now, as you can imagine, I'm not a stranger to a wig. I've done many a thing with a wig. Some of them, which I probably can't talk about on this, that, their internets. But a little bit of advice from me and you, particularly if it's a cheap wig, I love a backward wig. Listen, give me any cheap three ninety nine wig. I put it on your ear at a. I say backwards, but I sort of mean like backwards, but a little bit to the left. Um, and I can turn that into possibly the most fantastic looking hairdo ever. A backward wig is a very strong look. It's also what I like to call a day wig look. I love a day wig. Just a little, you know, just going to put this on and then going to turn it backwards, turn it over to the side. And um, it's got such an au natural look, but a sort of au natural look from like 1989, which makes people sort of double glance, which is lovely. I'm really enjoying the Bald Adventures, Sal. Um, Tattoo pens. God, in which world are we living? Tattoo pens. I've never heard of such a thing. So you'll have to let us know how they went down. But more adventures, people. Um, Bald Sal? <laughs> is that your new name? Alopecia Sal. Um, I was thinking, this is the sort of um, Pink Panther slash Amelie, the film, version in me. If um, you could just, like, every time you walk past a photo booth, you like just tried a different little look at. Um, that's a nice little art project. Look at me inventing arts project. We'd get you funding for that, for sure. Anyway, speak to you soon with some more bald adventures, hopefully. Hello, Scotty. It's Shane again. Guess what? I just woke up on the toilet. Woke up on the toilet. I just fell asleep. I hadn't even, you know, wiped or anything, so it was mostly, like, air drying on there. But my friend visited today, and it's been two years since I've seen her. She came last night, stayed over, and then went home just now. And it takes her about three hours. That's nice, isn't it? Having someone who will drive three hours to come and check on you and see if you're all right. And um, she, she made me go out. And we had a nice walk around some trees. And we saw some sheep. And um, I saw all... There's this nice tree, huge big tree. And people had, like, carved their names into it. And I always think that's a bit mean. But then there was this one that said, Deborah loves donuts. Rather than, you know, Deborah loves Steve or whatever. It's great. I'd like to meet Deborah. Because I also love donuts. Anyway, that's it. I just wanted to say, I fell asleep on the toilet. And I was there for about 40 minutes. Have you ever fallen asleep anywhere peculiar? I thought it was going to be because of some, like, medication that I'm on, but it's actually a talent that I've always have possessed. Anyway, I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself last week. I am a lurker who's been too shy to phone in, but I thought, you know what, give it a go. So, yeah. It's Shane, by the way. Bye. Oh, lovely. Well, now I'm glad that we got a more thoughtful introduction to you this week. Um, you know me, if you're lurking and you're shy in, oh, big fan. So welcome to the room. You and my mate, Alopecia Sal, get on. Alopecia Sal was shy to start with. Nah, can't fucking shut her up. Will she fucking shut up about being bald? 
<laughs> We're all for it. We're all for it. Now, somebody messaged me in the week on that their Instagrams, and they said to me, I think the advert that Shane was on about is Gavascon and non and non and non and non. Do you remember last week, Shane? Of course you do, because you called up. And you were talking about an advert, but you couldn't quite place it. You thought it was for a hoover. This person thinks it's for that indigestion stuff, you know, the stuff that um, when things repeat on you. You know, for the stuff when things repeat on you. You know, for the stuff when... Th- yeah, there you go. <laughs> So we think it's Gavascon and on and on and on and on. How do you fall asleep on the toilet? How? I've got so many questions that were so unanswered there. I mean, I can fall asleep at the best of times. I'm like my mum. I'm a bit like a doll. If you put me back too far, my eyes will close, which sometimes is a bit of a blessing in some situations. (laughs) Now, Deborah loves donuts. Just full disclosure, that is not our Deb, okay? Because that would have said Deb. Deb loves donuts. Uh, contrary to popular belief, as a fat person, I actually, I'm not fond of a donut. I find them too bready. I find them like neither a cake nor a roll. And then they're just filled with what's called jam, but it's actually, it's like the pissy version of ketchup. It's like ketchup that's been artificially inseminated with a version of a strawberry. Not a fan of a donut. The only time I'd entertain a donut would be at a fairground, deep fried, and as hot as the moon. Is the moon hot? No, it's probably not hot, is it? Well, as hot as the sky. I'll tell you what, as hot as this country fucking is in the middle of fucking September because of fucking global warming. That's when I'll have a, a donut. But if you're if you're saying to me, oh, would you like one of these four pack of donuts that I just bought from Sainsbury's for a pound? I'd bite one, I'd spit in your face, and I'd say, Deborah might like fucking donuts, but I fucking don't, Shane. Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Tim Meyer, and the ATT crew. Long time lurker, long time caller, Lauren, calling from Melbourne. So it was my birthday yesterday, and I know we were doing birthday calls um last week but it's my second birthday in a lockdown because we're still in lockdown in melbourne and this morning we were woken up to a magnitude 6.0 earthquake and we're on day three of the construction site tradies protesting so they're playing cat and mouse in the sea today um what else oh and uh yeah been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes earlier this year um so that's been a hoot um so yeah pretty weird fucking day um did enjoy my first glass of prosecco for my birthday last night since being diagnosed so i haven't drunk since i was in hospital and that was back in april drinking while having diabetes is maybe a bit risky just because your liver which is your backup pancreas will be processing your alcohol so if you have a hypoglycemia so a hypo where your sugars go really low and you lose control of your body then um yeah your liver doesn't kick in after that so have the joys of having a drink and then set my alarm at 3 a.m to wake myself up to make sure I can still wake myself up. So that's fun. Yeah, so we're still in lockdown. um, But we are allowed into 10Ks radius of our house now, which was nice. So we managed to get a nice 
ruby last night haven't had one of those for a while good curry so my curry order was a chicken biryani we had goat rogan josh uh, rotis onion budgies and some deep fried chili peppers which were super yum um so yeah that was really nice so what is your curry order and what do people fancy from the ATT crew? Cool. Nice to speak to you. See ya. Bye. Oh, look at this. Now, you know what I feel about a first-time caller, a long-time lurker. You know how I feel about that. And this one's come from the other side of the fucking world. That's good. That is good. That is 10 points for you, please, Lauren. You're winning. Although you don't sound like you're from the other side of the world. Which I'm not holding it against you. Right, so... Let's start with, as we mean to go on, a fucking earthquake. A fucking earthquake! And, sorry, do you know what? I wouldn't know what to do. A a magnitude or what? If it was magnitude point one, I think I'd just lie down and be like, take me. Take me. Oh, she said that before. (laughs) I just wouldn't know. I would just hand myself over to the universe and be like, you know, like you watch people on those like diehard films and people are like running around to try and like escape things and all that. I would, you know, on a horror film, some ghost is chasing you up and says, I'd just stand there and go, do what you need to. (laughs) Just do what you need to, sweet pea. Um, Wow, drinking whilst diabetic sounds more complicated uh, than it's worth, really, doesn't it? So, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for that. Excellent question that you're asking to me slash the room here. Um, I just want to critique one part of the order. I thought very good order actually. I thought some notes. Major note though: deep fried chili peppers. What is the point? What is the actual point? Why would you spend that time deep frying something that's only going to put you in pain, this end and the other? You know, you could deep fry a Mars bar and it would be actually way more exciting than a chilli pepper. I'm just going to put that out to you there, Lauren, that there are other things you could have deep fried that would be more enjoyable than trying to shit out something hotter than the sun. What's my order? I like a roti, roti roti basically butter bread in it who's not gonna lie butter bread butter and bread who's gonna go oh no thank you okay yeah technically me because i'm supposed to have gluten free but who's gonna say no to that i like a bit of curry goat yes please i don't know who josh or rogan is but i'll have their curry goat as well i'm gonna put this over to the room because i'm sure people in the room have got some thoughts about the curry order people are very picky about their Indian order, aren't they? So, if you'd like to tell me and Lauren what you're having, we'll put a big order in. Hopefully we'll get some poppadoms for free. All you've got to do is pick up the blower, open up the WhatsApp, and send us a voice note to 07-88-200-3420. Don't worry if you didn't get that. We're going to repeat the number at the end of the show. Nice to hear from you, Lauren. I do hope you call again. Hi, Scotty. It's the uh, faggy nudist here. Pisces, by the way, as I just know you are always interested. Um, Also, hello to Deb and Maya and Tim and Kat, I believe, are all of the names now, and everybody else. Um, It was so nice to hear you again this week. I did mean to call for the first 
episode. But I have been suffering with COVID, but not too badly because, you know, double vaxxed. So it could have been a lot worse. Um, but yeah, lovely to hear you all again. And since we last spoke, I had a minor mental health crisis and decided that it was time after, I think, 13 years for me to wave goodbye to London and we'll be moving to the farm, which sounds like a dog who's being put down, but I'm actually moving to a farm. I'll still, you know, I'm not going to become a full-time farmer, although considering a Instagram pivot to, you know, sexy gay farm content, not in a sort of OnlyFans illegal way, but in a, you know, work shirts and just generally. Anyway, um, but yeah, and part of that, I don't know, I feel like part of it was because of this podcast. Like over the last few months, I wasn't feeling brilliant and I kept listening to this podcast and it kind of kept me going and just hearing lots of queer voices, the majority of which weren't in London, made it seem a lot less scary to sort of step out. And also your Instagram has helped because I'm looking to once at some point next year, move on from the farm and I'm keeping a note of everywhere you go cycling and where it looks nice and I'm going to be doing lots of visits and I think I've already found out where I want to go. But yeah, so thank you to everyone. Anyway, lovely to hear you all again and um, speak soon. Ta-ra. Oh, bless her, the faggy nudist is back. Oh, do you know what? There is nothing more that I love about this podcast than getting an update on people's lives. Isn't it adorable that you're like, oh, I remember when they called the last time. So you're a Pisces. I think it means you're a fish. Oh, God, I'm going to look it up, because as if I fucking know. Uh. Pisces is a water sign, symbolised by two fish. But what does it mean? In constant division of attention between fantasy and reality. That's essentially, that's all of us who are listening to this, isn't it? No, I just wanted to mark on something there. You said you had a mild mental health crisis. (laughs) I think that's an oxymoron myself. I don't think any mental health crisis is mild. And so I just want to reward you, the fact that you can say it was a big one. Because it just is, isn't it? Being fucking mental is hard work. It's so boring, isn't it? So I'm glad you're coming out the other side. Well, I'm sort of making it up that you're coming out the other side. I mean, why would you pick up the phone to me if you weren't out the other side? Oh, let's not get into that. I think moving to the farm sounds like a fantastic idea and I would do it in a fucking heartbeat. So I hope that you're doing, you know, like offer some retreats out. When you said you're not going to do it in an OnlyFans sort of way, I was like, why not? Because OnlyFans, you don't have to get your bits out on it anymore. You can just like do quite wholesome content. Wholesome indeed. Um, I definitely would pay to subscribe to watch you suckle some lambs. (laughs) I meant feed. (laughs) All the pressure that people are watching me Instagram. Oh, God. Anyway, it's lovely to have the update. Let us know how it's going on the farm. I'd love nothing more than a bit of a farm update because there's nothing more than I love than pretending to be a bit Radio 4 when they do farming today at 5am in the morning. Do you know how I know that they do that? Because I'm fucking mental and sometimes I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and I'm like, that's it, I can't go fucking back to sleep. So because I'm a fucking nutcase, I know that there's a programme on Radio 4 called Farming Today, which I would, faggy nudist, 
I would very much encourage you to um, let us know what's going down on the farm. Can we live vicariously? Vicariously? Yeah, it sort of sounds right. Um, through you and your farm life, please. Well, that feels like a lovely moment to have a little bit of a breather, doesn't it? It's still to come. It's all to play for, apparently, as there's a surprise. Yep, I've just read that right. There's a surprise lurking for me at the end of the show. And, well, if anyone fucking knows me, I fucking hate surprises. Uh, I mean, you know, when you've lived a life like mine, why the fuck would you need any more fucking surprises thrown at you? Um, So let's see how that one goes. (laughs) Yay, surprises! (laughs) Anyway, massive shout out to our pals over there in the island of Ireland this week. Thank you. Thanks so much for getting us up in the top 50 on that their podcast charts. Mm, Charting like Lisa Scott Lee in 2000. Five. And that's a niche reference that probably about five gays and a dog will get. So, anyway, that's really lovely because uh, I haven't managed to get back home for a good while. And so it's lovely to know that you are all over the way listening. That's very cute. Um, anyway, over on the internet webs, www.forward dot forward slash forward slash over on Twitter titters, Linda Chapman has said, I need to catch up with the end of the last series. You mean to tell me that I fucking wake up at the crack of dawn every week to make this podcast, me and my friends, editing, snipping, listening to your fucking calls away, and you bunch of fucking dickheads haven't even put the fucking effort in to fucking listen? You're not up to date? Oh, I tell you what, if it was that vigil on BBC iPlayer, if it was sex education on fucking Netflix, you'd be fucking up to date. You'd listen to them all. Oh, don't worry about me. I'll just fucking sit here and wait until you all fucking catch up with me in real life. Anyway, if you would like to have a little chat with us on the internet, all you need to do is open it up, however you do that, and uh, do a hashtag after the tone POD. It'd be lovely to hear from you. Please do consider giving us a review if your podcast provider allows it. Or failing that, just say something nice about us, please. Um, Also, buy me a fucking coffee because it's my fucking birthday, you horrible witch. Patreon.com forward slash after the tone. Remember, it's a community space. We need to keep the lights on. And if you don't help us keep the fucking lights on, then there are severely going to be some, like, queer people who are more depressed. Could you have that on your consciousness? Could you? If you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. Don't worry about it. Um, Right, I think it's time we get back to the show. And um, I can't wait for the anxiety to subside about when I find out what this fucking surprise is. Hello, Scotty. It's Matthew from Bottoming Podcast with the LGBT Mental Health Podcast. And I thought it should be a good time to jump on here and say a hello because we're both releasing new seasons at the same time. Um, So, you know, it must be the time of year when all the all the best podcast release. That must be surely the only answer. Um, yeah, really pleased that you're back. We're looking forward to getting into season three. Looking forward to you getting into your new season. And do you know what? I'd like to, rather than just voice note and voice note, it'd be good to see you at some point or if around. You just pick up the phone once in a while. That'd yeah. be really great. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm Brendan. By the way. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so sorry for, for doubling up on a voice note here, but, you know, when it comes to bottoming, um, we come as a pair, so. <laughs> um, you cannot. All right, love. Hope you and the team are having a gorgeous September, gorgeous autumn, and we'll speak to you soon. Toodles. Bye. You're doing amazing, sweeties. You're doing amazing, sweetie.
Oh, hi, love. Hi, Matthew and Brendan, by the way, from Bossing Me. And those are our friends over on the other channel. You should definitely seek them out and have give them a little listen. We're doing a couple of swapsies this season with some of our friends and some of our favourites because we think that queer podcasts are often overlooked. So we wanted to give some airspace and share some airspace with our pals. So um, do drop over there if you are a fucking nutcase who happens to be a Nelly as well. <laughs> I mean, they call it a mental health podcast for the queer community. I say, if you're fucking mental and <laughs> you like a bit of bumming, or non-bumming, do you know what I mean? Queer sex is very, very avant-garde nowadays. You might be a pup. Exactly. So head over to the other side. Oh, wasn't that lovely that Matthew was like, it would be lovely to see you in real life? No, Matthew. No, 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 no. We're purely just friends on the internet, okay? And that's the extent of it. I can't trust people from the internet, all right, Matthew? Brendan sounds like a, a lovely person, but you, you sound frightening to say the very least. Uh, <laughs> so, after the toners, if you want to head over to the other side, just search Bottoming wherever you find your podcast. It's definitely a really beautiful, very soft and um, a lovely like journey through like what it is to be mental. But, you know, they put it in nicer words. Oh, aren't the pair of them lovely? Hey, Scotty and all the other babes at ATT. I was listening to the newest episode and... Grace's phone-in really struck something with me. Um, and I wanted to say, like, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Um, it's just shit. And I was thinking about how, unfortunately, given the shitty world that we live in, you can't stop things like that from happening. And Grace was talking a lot about their sibling. And unfortunately, Grace will never be able to stop bad things happening to their sibling. But the fact they have you there to support them means that hopefully that will be a little bit lighter and it won't be so hard to bear. I was thinking about how... That kind of is the same for me, um, because, Scotty, you said about hiding your identity and who you are, and I'm essentially waiting for um, a terminally ill parent to die before I can come out. I know that if I had a sibling like Grace that would be a lot easier and unfortunately I'm sure everyone has had experience of having to hide a part of their identity and I'm sure they'd say the same thing too so again I'm sorry that happened to you I'm sorry it wasn't dealt with the way it should have been but try not to be so hard on yourself lots of love bye Oh, hello, person. Oh, it's moments like this where you realise, I mean, this sounds like self-glorification, but it's not because, you know, as matter as this is me waffling into a microphone pretending like I lord it up, I'm literally just here to be the tour guide because it's your lot's thing. 
It's moments like this where I realise how important this fucking space is for people, right? Because not only here are we hearing somebody offer solidarity to somebody they've never fucking met, I'm assuming, the way that you spoke about them, but you're also offering that solidarity in a space of difficultness and complexity yourself. I can't comprehend what it is you must be feeling and thinking, waiting for a family member to pass so that you're able to be the person that you are. I cannot, and this is definitely a space of privilege, I cannot understand the complexity of what you must be holding. And I'm grateful that you've brought it to the room. I'm sort of flabbergasted and I'm not. Because, of course, I live in the real world and I've seen this through the work that I've done and the many life cycles that I've lived. That life is complex and gnarly. And I don't know what you're coming out as. I mean, it's by the by. Um, Well, it's sort of not by the by because there are some... In the culture in which we exist in within the UK, and I'm assuming that you're calling from within the UK, there is a complexity, a gnarliness a difficultness, a strategic, violent takedown of trans and non-gendered identities. And so trying to navigate gender and come out through those doors at the moment has other layers of complexity to it. I'm sort of speechless. And so I just want to offer you gratitude for bringing it to the table. And also, as ever... If I've got no answers, I wonder what the rest of the room is thinking. Remember, all you need to do is do what this person's done. Open up a WhatsApp and send us a little voice note. And if you want to contribute to this, I would be eternally grateful. But, wow. Thanks for calling. I so appreciate you, like, putting that on the table and be like, and there's this. Hello, Scotty and the crew. It's uh, the one you dubbed the Spooky Scouser. Hello, I like my nickname, but I will introduce myself properly. My name's Nerold. And I will say that um, although I like the Spooky Scouser, I kind of think it fits me well, people from actual Liverpool will probably be a bit annoyed about that because <laughs> I'm actually from Wirral. Aunt Wirral, <laughs> which is over the mercy from Liverpool because barely anyone knows where it is. Anyway... So, the ghost could have been a shower curtain. I kind of, like, move from, ah, maybe ghosts are real, to, ah, it's bullshit, like, quite often. So, (laughs) you could say I'm on the fence, I guess. But anyway, I kind of just wanted to show solidarity with, uh, was it Grace, who had the homophobic attack on a bus? Ugh! (laughs) Just, people are shits, especially shitty little shitty kids. (laughs) Like, you know the type. And I can't believe the police... Well, I can, that the police didn't do anything. But it, as Scotty said, it's good to report it, isn't it? Because then they know about it, at least. You know, it's not the best, but just solidarity with you, and I'm so sorry. And I also know, like, how it feels to be scared. I'm not personally visibly... Vis, vis, visibly <laughs> LGBT. Although I am bi, but I just look like a cis woman, basically. 
but my boyfriend is I'm going to use his terms so I hope no one gets offended cross-dresser and he doesn't go out in public at the moment however I am absolutely freaking terrified of what will happen or what could happen if and when he decides to do that by the way I've also asked him if I can call him boyfriend still and male pronouns just FYI so yeah I get it it's fucking terrifying and I hope you and your sibling are okay and then I want to tell you a funny story another I can't remember the person's name but someone else called in about uh drunk males at family parties and I've got a really fun drunk (laughs) drunk dad story at a family party it was my uncle's 40th and we were going to this posh restaurant like it literally has a Michelin star which is ridiculously posh so we're all at this 40 for this really posh restaurant and I must mention that my brother works there <laughs> at this time during uni um, he's not working on the night but he you know obviously everyone knows him there and my dad because there's free drinks like free free wine and champagne gets absolutely off his head <laughs> nearly um, knocks down a casket full of really expensive wines <laughs> falls off the step out of the restaurant falls on the floor by the taxi we were getting home and my brother told everyone he worked with that it was that my dad was his uncle not his dad because he was so embarrassed why is it always men (laughs) (laughs) hello spooky scouser now i've asked debbie to bleep your name because listen you've been given your name now don't be coming in here trying to create a new identity for yourself you didn't give us your name when we started this so you shall always forever be known now as the spooky scouser yes i understand the difference between liverpool and the wirral it's about 40 grand in house prices <laughs> and when you mentioned there about drunk men and almost falling over expensive wine in the Wirral, I thought, expensive wine in the Wirral? And then I realised you were probably talking about Echo Falls. Anyway, <laughs> it's lovely that there's some lots of love coming in for Grace after last week's call where Grace spoke to us about, you know, being homophobically attacked for just wearing a face mask on public transport. And so it's lovely that we're all being like, do you know what? This is shit. It shouldn't have happened. And here's where I stand. Um, I really love the fact that you're like, I'm going to use the language of my boyfriend. And so all of the language I'm about to say, be it pronouns, how to describe him and um, how he self-identifies. I love the fact you're like, I've done the due diligence and this is how this person wants to be spoken about. Because I think too easily... Because of what's going on culturally in the UK, and if, you do, if you're listening to this outside the UK and you're like, why do you keep on going on about gender? There is a massive attack, which is coming from the left, right and centre in the UK, of trans, and I use that with an asterisk, people, gender non-conforming, non-binary, etc. That means that we're having to fight for language. We're having to pick everything up. And so the spooky scouts are here declaring that this is language that is... Um, been encouraged, endorsed and wanted to, uh, to be spoken about in those ways by the partner, I think, is where that framing of that comes from. There's part of me which really likes the definition of cross-dresser because it acknowledges the difference because there are differences between transgender, non-conforming, non-binary, third gender, etc. You know, all of those different ways of being 
have different experiences. And so, yeah, there's part of me which is really grateful that you kind of brought that language. It reminds me of when I was like first starting out in clubs and I was, you know, like wearing heels and like experimenting with how I performed and how I wanted to be. And there was a shop in London by a train station uh, called Transformations. And it would be the space in which it was sort of of pre, just at the very start of internet shopping. So it still sort of had a like importance for it to be a space. But it was essentially a space in which people who wanted to experiment with their gender could go in, try on feminine clothes, have their makeup done for them and be addressed in ways that they wanted to and try out names. And there's part of me that really like reminisces for the days of spaces like that, where, you know, I completely acknowledge that language was very different then and the acknowledgement of gender was very different. But um, these spaces, I think, were super important because they allowed people to find themselves in safety. And I wonder, with all of the stuff that's going on, particularly in the UK, particularly within England... I wonder if um, we need some more of those spaces, those spaces for now, those spaces in which people are able to experiment, play, be themselves, find themselves and find their true authentic self. Anyway, uh, that didn't really address anything that you said in your phone call, but that's what it made me think of. So that's what you get in. <laughs> Hello, it's Kim here. Um, Long time listener, occasional caller. I just finished listening to the new episode of series five and it's so good to have you back. Thank you so, so much to you, Tim, Maya, Kat, Scotty, producer Debs uh, and all the regulars. I'm ringing in with a bit of a mini rant. I saw my dad this week and we're kind of repairing our relationship. We didn't speak for about 10 years and it's been a bit of a process over the last few years to get that back on track. And it's always hard, but there's one thing that both of my parents do that even after 20 years of divorce is talk about the other person in a really negative way. And they rant and rave about money and they rant and rave about the divorce. And I just can't get my head around it. It's 20 years ago, like 20 years. That's so long. And it is obviously such a traumatic thing to go through. And I used to rise up to sort of all all they used to say and I used to shout and cry and defend the other parent and you know all that stuff but now I just sort of ask to change the subject and move on and the reason I can do that is because I've essentially worked through you know my feelings about it I know that it's hard for them I know that this was they're humans they've got their own trauma and so on and so forth so I've got to like a much better place with it but they probably never will and like it's been going on for 20 years every time I see them I dread it because I know this moment's going to come up and I'm going to have to say let's just move on and not talk about this and like can they just learn to not do that that would be really great that would be what I would like for Christmas (laughs) all right love to everyone and look after yourselves bye
Oh, hello, lovely Kim. Thanks for joining us again. And also thanks for having us. It feels lovely to be back. I said that last week about putting on an old pair of shoes that belongs to somebody else, but I do really mean it. It is really lovely to be back and hearing people and getting people's life updates. Um, Wow, repairing relationships, the work and the effort that has to go into that. Um, What I thought, though, here was that how generous you are, despite doing all of that work and, and all of that, but how generous you are to allow them the space for so long to talk about that stuff because you know like you said you acknowledge that they are their own people with their own stuff but I don't know like that takes a lot of depth of courage because essentially they've put you in the middle right and they've placed a lot of stuff with you where they're sort of asking you perhaps asking you to sort of take sides or to favor their argument and wow the effort and the energy that you've had to do to get to a place where you're just like I acknowledge that they are people with stuff that is do you know what after the tone listeners that is generosity distilled um so kim we'll have more of you please thank you very much and well done for setting those boundaries and being like you know what let's move the conversation on good egg hi scotty it's toby i haven't done a a voicemail for a few seasons it's been a while had a breakdown left cambridge moved to the north Found a new job and, yeah, went through a lot of stuff. But I'm back. I thought I'd uh, touch base with you. I've been listening to every single episode and just kind of watching the patrons of the pub. But I thought I'd come to the bar and order. I'll have a, I'll have a rum and coke. I, um, I had a story to tell about... It was a mixture of, like, birthdays and a shit story. But basically... I, it was my birthday, it was my 18th birthday, I think it was my 18th birthday, and I went to GAY in London, and I um, ended up getting, like, stomach pains, which was definitely going to be diarrhoea, and I remember just being in so much pain and having to go and rush to the loo. There was a fucking queue. There was a fucking queue because people were just taking ages in the toilet. It's about about 10 deep. So there's me clenching my arsehole so fucking hard. Like, if you threw a lump of coal up my arse, you would have got out a diamond, although that diamond would have been followed by a torrent of shit. Eventually, it must have been about five minutes, maybe 10 minutes, I managed to get into the cubicle pulling my underwear and my trousers down and I slam my fat ass onto the seat and I just let my fucking ass explode. It was like magma falling out of my hole. So there I am, just my, my soul leaving my body and I'm just looking at the floor. I'm sweating like a fucking bastard um, and I'm almost finished and I look up and there's a hole like in the cubicle wall And I look through this hole just in kind of like a post-shit daze where I can see two people fucking and they're looking at me. We made eye contact whilst I'm shitting. It was was very embarrassing. I uh, managed to grab one of the toilet rolls that was just kind of resting on the toilet roll holder um, and I just kind of shoved it as much as I could into the hole so that I could just finish shitting. And then I left and... I remember as I got out of the cubicle, the faces of all of the people, of the noises they would have heard whilst in the queue, they just looked disgusted. 
And then I I went to wash my hands and the, um, the bathroom attendant was like, I think you might need some of this and sprayed me. They sprayed me with dupe, but I guess it's better to smell of dupe than um, diarrhea. So that was my story. It's nice to be able to do this again. I've missed being able to just talk. I've missed being able to sit at the pub and have a drink with you guys. And um, I love you, Scotty. You're fucking amazing. Don't ever change. Toby, you're back. And what a Toby message that was, right? It covered all of classic Toby bases. Um, It's so, so lovely to have people dip in and out like this. And now because we've been going for such a long time, you know, there are people from different series who you might not remember, or if you're new to the podcast, you might be like, who is this person? So it's so lovely to have the familiarity here. Wow, what a life update. Breakdown, left Cambridge, moved to the north, got a new job i mean <laughs> you don't do things by half steer do ya oh my god what a beautiful beautiful classic toby story about shitting yourself i just feel like this is gonna start an avalanche of shit stories i just can feel it in the julie waters so you know if that's what happens that's what happens um now listen when you said dupe you sort of said that with a bit of like disdain distaste because I tell you what, I've got a very complex relationship with dupe. If I smell somebody wearing it on the street, it's like 50-50. Half of me is like, oh my God, I want to sleep with you. And the other half of me is like, get away from me. <laughs> it's a, that's a very complex emotion, which kind of sums up my relationship with most straight men. Um, <laughs> so... Eau de jupe over Eau de Toby. <laughs> An excellent story. Deb, get Toby a rum and coke, babe. She probably will have it with the ice. And make sure we're fully stocked on Lou Roll. <laughs> nice to have you back in the room, babe. And that is it for yet another week of This, That, Their podcast, in which, honestly, I started this off as a mardy old bitch and then she leaves it, well, still a mardy old bitch, but but the spring in her step. So thanks very much for that. That has been the best birthday episode that I could have ever hoped for. So thank you very much. And listen, a few (laughs) few announcements to make. If you want to join in on the conversation, like these people have, some of these people haven't called for like a good couple of series and they've rejoined. Or some of these people are new to the game as well, like our lovely Lauren who called from the Australias. All you've got to do is open up the WhatsApp and send us a little voice note to this number. 0788 200 3420 And support us on the Patreon and get backstage access to more knobheads like you. Honestly, it's harmless. It's a bit of a laugh. We'll all have a giggle, and um, you're more than welcome to join the room. If you would like to instead have a little chat with us over on the internet, remember, you can go over to the Twitters or the Instagrams and put in hashtag after the tone P-O-D. Say a lovely thing about us, or search hashtag after the tone P-O-D, and you'll be able to find our new social media channels. Do consider 
giving what you can when you can to our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash after the tone. It helps me and Deb keep the lights on and make sure that um, the people who are helping us do this thing are looked after. That's it from me for another week. Oh, I'm very excited about what next week's going to hold. Listen, look after yourselves and each other and make sure if you ever are having a shit in a gay bar that you <laughs> you are fully aware someone next door might be having it off over and out. Tony is hosted by me, Scotty, produced by Debbie Kilbride, vice producer Tim Bano, assistant producer Maya Miller-Lewis, digital producer Capril. ATT is a Debbie's production production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.